This is the Truth Hurts Program. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. Tuesday morning, the 25th day of April, 2023. If you have not already done so, you are probably in heap of big trouble with federal government because the tax 2023 tax day deadline has come and it has gone. The 18th was your day to file. You're now a week late. If you have not already filed for an extension, I highly recommend you do so. Remember, Joe Biden and the Democratic political party in the United States of America is trying to hire, train, and then demand results from some 87,000 additional IRS agents. Once you get the term agent, federal agent, behind your name, your title is a federal agent, something usually trips in the mind of the average American human being. Power trips, that is. Can you imagine hiring a bunch of brand new IRS agents, turning them loose not only with a badge and perhaps a gun, but a fine point pencil and a calculator and a laptop computer filled with ways to make you out to be some kind of criminal. Remember, these IRS agents will not be going after the lower income members of the American society who don't pay taxes or even file returns. Most of them go to these quickie tax places in the downtown urban areas or hang out at the local Wally World behind that desk, if they file at all, and they're only filing so that they can get their earned income tax credit, the money that Uncle Sam pays to the lowest income Americans who don't work and don't contribute to the tax base whatsoever. Those new IRS agents, some 87,000 of them, are not needed to go after, as President Biden says, there's over 1,000 billionaires in this country. You don't need 87,000 new IRS agents to go after the 1,000 billionaires. You don't need 87,000 IRS agents to go over the 54,000 millionaires. So who is left for these new power-hungry expected to produce and perform and make big busts IRS agents? The answer is quite simple. And if you haven't figured it out yet, well, your audit is probably on the way. It's you, my friends. In the United States of America, we are still clinging to a system of collecting taxes that dates back to about our nation's founding. Report your income on a piece of paper. Do a bunch of fancy calculations. Hopefully you're smart enough to be able to figure out what deductions you can take legally. 
That's where those 87,000 plus new IRS agents come in. Then mail it off, and weeks later you might get a refund check. But you will always be living in the fear that one of those either 87,000 plus new IRS agents or some of the 73,000 existing IRS agents might pluck your return out of a pile with the purpose of doing the dreaded IRS audit. No, my friends, in this current age of computer technology, digital this, electronic that, it should be quite simple. It should be. And I know some of you are going to call me out for this, but, and I disagree with the idea of a digital currency because of the potential for the government to simply pluck it from you for no cause whatsoever. But companies for whom you work use your precious social security number as a means of reporting and filing your weekly payroll deductions. At the end of the year, your company should send in a final And then you should log into your private account with the IRS, the Internal Revenue Service, and report any other cash income that you may have made, and report any items that you have. Well, there's a car that just went off the road. Sorry, folks. It's one of the dangers of driving when doing the program. I get somewhat squirrel moments where I see something crazy. It doesn't look like he's in bad shape, so we keep moving. Anyhow, this whole entire thought process of an IRS still even existing, except for the highest earners in the most complicated type of tax brackets, should be no more. There should be no IRS. There should be no paper filing at all. Your companies report to you in your private account, which is your social security number, protected by some forms of authentication to prove that it is you. And then at the end of the year, it's automatic. All of your earnings, all of your contributions through payroll deductions are automatically filed. And you get a notification, you owe X, or we owe you why and you have this many weeks or months to pay what you owe and you shouldn't owe anything the tax calculation should automatically be there your payroll deduction whatever your earnings are should be properly taxed throughout the year and then at the end of the year you shouldn't get a refund because it should all be properly taxed from the word go. They know how much you're earning, duh. They know what tax bracket you are in based on your cumulative earnings throughout that year, duh. They're taking those payroll deductions and therefore at the end of the year, you're paid up. You owe them nothing. They owe you nothing. You have paid your taxes throughout the year, end of story. But you see, 
the federal government, whether it's being run by Democrats or Republicans, they have a certain duty to keep large, large numbers of a certain ethnic minority employed. You want to talk about equality, equity, diversity, inclusiveness, and mandating that on companies, woke progressive companies who have this sick fixation. Oh, we've got to hire more of this minority. We have to hire more of that minority because in our company, less than 15% of our employees are black. My friends, that's the way it's supposed to be because less than 15% of our nation's population are black. If a company or your government were truly equity, diversity, and inclusiveness based, you would have six out of 10 employees being white. 6.4%, rather, 6.4 people out of every 100. If this country were truly about equity, inclusiveness, and diversity, then 13 out of every 100 employees would be black. 15 out of every 100 employees would be Hispanic, Latino. Five out of every 100 employees would be Asian. One out of every 100 employees would be Native American. But the remaining 64.5%, give or take, the remaining 64 out of 100 employees would be white. And then you look at the management structure and you say, of course, other than the owner, the owner's the one who shelled out all the money to found the company or to purchase the company. But the management team should be 64% white, 15% Latino Hispanic. 5% Asian, 1% Native American, and 13% Black. To my Truth Hurts program listeners, I don't want you to be woke, but I do want you to wake up. I want you to realize that the lies of the left and the double standard in the Democratic political party and their loyal followers in the mainstream leftist media, they don't want equity. They don't want true equality. They don't want a fair distribution of people. They think equity means 50% black in a country where blacks only represent 13% of the population. They want 50% black, 50% Latino, and to hell with whitey and the Asians. Okay, we'll let 1% of the Native Americans come in. That's what they want. They think equity means equal number in each company. So they think in a company, there should be 33% black, 33% Latino, 33% white, and 1% Native American. That's their idea of equal or equality or equity. But it is a lie, a scam, and a sham. If you do the actual math based on IRS figures, U.S. Census Bureau figures, and all of those other agencies that contribute 
to the massive data collection of our United States government, you find that 13% of the population is black and they commit the vast majority of crimes, way disproportionate to their racial makeup, 52.1% of murders in 2020, black people committed, despite only being 13% of the population. In the federal government, a much higher percentage of the government employee workforce is black, much higher than 13%. That varies agency by agency. For example, in the U.S. Border Patrol, Customs and Border Protection, and Immigration and Customs Enforcement, law enforcement sectors, the black population is around 14%. But at the U.S. DA, the Department of Education, the Forestry Department, that number is higher. That percentage of blacks is higher. Go into a FEMA office and you will find about a 50% black African-American workforce. 50% despite them being 13% of the population. And you would think with all of that over-representation by population percentage that every black person in America should have a job should be paying taxes, should be contributing to the workforce, to the tax base, to the nation's overall tax input. But it's not true. Go on any street corner in any inner city and you will find dozens, if not hundreds, of 13% hyphenated American minority men sitting around at 8.30 in the morning drinking beer and malt liquor, shooting dice, smoking reefer, not contributing, not being productive. But that seems to be okay. To call that out makes one a racist. To mention it makes one a bigot. After all, didn't they pick the cotton on the shirt you're wearing today? The answer, of course, is absolutely not. Cotton is not picked by hand by anyone. White, black, yellow, green, blue, purple, orange. Thanks to Eli Whitney, it is picked by mechanical devices. And most of the clothing you're wearing today is not cotton anyway. And the cotton in your clothes probably comes from Indonesia or some other foreign land because the cotton industry in the United States is all but gone. Because someone tagged the cotton industry in the United States as somehow being racist. Point number two on why the cotton shirt you might be wearing today was not picked by homeboy on the corner drinking a malt liquor at 8.30 in the morning on Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard in any city USA is because... No man, woman, or child today has ever been a slave, nor their parent, nor their grandparent, nor their great-grandparent, great-great-grandparent. And that's reality. 87,000 new IRS agents, as I began today's episode, will be coming for you and your income. 
especially if you consider yourself lower middle class, middle class, or upper middle class. If you live in one of those McMansions, you know, a very large house on a very small lot in a very crowded subdivision or gated community outside of any city in America, you will be the target of the new IRS agents. And the reason is quite simple. How dare you How dare you get an education, work hard, become successful, start earning a decent living, make the sacrifices necessary to be able to afford one of those McMansions. If you don't know what a McMansion is, again, it's one of those proportionately, disproportionately rather large houses on a small lot in a tightly woven subdivision in a suburb outside of a major city where you can have two cars, maybe a boat, a jet ski, or a snowmobile if you live in the north. How dare you live in something so nice where you get your coffee from the drive up at Starbucks or McDonald's, thus the term McMansion. Sorry, folks, got run off the road by someone texting and driving just now. That's what the verb was for. How dare you afford to send your children to a private school when certain children of other minority ethnicities are forced to go to school in the public school system? How dare you go to the local car dealership and buy a new car? and dare to pay cash for a large portion of it. How dare you have a nice house with a non-leaking roof and non-drafty windows in a nice neighborhood where you don't have to worry about someone breaking and entering in the middle of the night. That's not fair. That's not equitable. How dare you live in that McMansion subdivision where most of your neighbors are white. When other ethnic minorities are forced to live because they don't work and don't pay taxes and don't contribute, forced to live in neighborhoods where most of the residents look just like them, dark skin, curlier hair, high crime, junky cars, leaky roofs, drafty windows, unkept yards. How dare you? The Democratic political party and the Biden administration in particular has made a national pastime of attempting to shame the 64% of the U.S. population that happens to be white and by large percentage more economically successful than the 13% hyphenated American minority or the Latino minority who traditionally do earn less money for whatever reason. You can call it systemic racism if you'd like, but the fact is, if I were hiring a communications director tomorrow to represent my successful company, 
I would not discriminate if someone walked in who were black or Hispanic or Asian. But if they do not have a command of the English language, if they are incapable of communicating the message in proper English to my 64% white customer base, and they be talking like this here, and I can't understand what they be saying. No, I mean, I only represent that company because that's what I want to do. I don't want them as my communications director. If they're talking like this, no make a thing very much a sense, then I don't want them representing my company as my communications director. If they're talking like this, and they're not speaking no good English, and you cannot understanding what they are saying. I don't want them as my communications director. Now, I am trying to sell my product, my good, my services to the whole nation. So of course, I'll have somebody that have a little bit of ethnicity up in their speak. Way they pronunciate them words, you know what I'm saying? Maybe not that drastic, but I will have a good speaking black African American person to target market my goods, my services, my products to the 13% hyphenated American community. I will have someone who speaks Spanish and has a slight accent to market my products, my goods, my services to the Hispanic community. Yes. And my communications director, the head of the communications department, will most certainly earn more money than some spokesperson that I hire to do a commercial, an advertisement here or there. No, my friends, the Democratic political party, the Biden administration specifically, gets up there in front of microphones, standing behind podiums with well-written cue cards. Certainly none of those speeches are written by Joe Biden himself. This I can promise you. And they try to pit rich against poor, black against white, Latino against Asian, Democrat against Republican, conservative versus woke progressive liberal. They do that because they know pretty much that you can lead less intelligent, less intelligent people, less educated people in groups like sheep a lot easier than you can lead a group of informed citizens who read, who research, who look into issues. It's easy to lump 13% of a population to follow you blindly based on a false narrative of systemic racism. Whitey is trying to keep y'all down. And the 13% hyphenated minority believes it, even when it comes from Whitey. Joe Biden is the definition of white privilege in America. He tries to tell everyone he's Scrappy Joe from Scranton, Average Joe 
next door neighbor type guy, but he is a wealthy multimillionaire. He is a white guy, a suit and tie, lily white racist. But for some reason, he and the Democratic political party have found a way to trick, to fool the 13% hyphenated American minority in this country into thinking he's got their back, Jack. With simple, ignorant phrases like, I got your back, Jack. Republic trying to put you back in chains. Just those dog whistle buzzwords that the Democratic political party uses to tell the black people that the white man on the Republican side is trying to screw them. Those 87,000 IRS agents that they're adding to the 70 some odd thousand who already exist are not looking to audit the earned income tax credit being falsely taken by many black African Americans who work cash under the table type jobs and don't pay taxes. Those new IRS agents, along with the existing ones, they're looking at you, white couple in the McMansion in that subdivision. They want to come after you. Oh, you got a $21,000 refund last year? We don't think so. We're going to audit you. And hopefully, you will have to pay back another three, five, eight thousand dollars to the federal government after they're done running your audited tax returns through a colonoscopy type review. Very invasive, very intrusive. And if they do 10 of those a month, they have more than earned their salary and their government benefits. And they've returned some money to the coffers of the United States, which of course that money will be used to either pay reparations to undeserving, not underserved, but undeserving black African Americans, or some social welfare program expansion, extension. Make no bones about it, friends. Those 87,000 additional IRS agents are coming for you, the 64% white working Americans who pay the vast, overwhelming majority of all taxes in our country, not just by percentage, but by total dollars input. Joe Biden and the Democratic Political Party will stand there in front of that podium and that microphone and try to tell you it's the billionaires and the multi-billionaires and the millionaires of this country that we're trying to rein in so they pay their fair share. I want to say quickly, if Tyrone, who works at Mickey D's, pays $1,200 a year in taxes, if he pays that much, because he probably gets the entire thing back as a refund. But let's say at the end of the year, his total tax input is $1,200. And let's say he's in a 10% tax bracket. Now, I'm, in, I'm driving, so I don't have the tax brackets in front of me. But let's say he makes 
12,000 a year and has to pay 1,200 in taxes to receive all the goods, the services, the benefits, the roads, the bridges, the police, the fire protection, the military, everything that protects every American citizen. And he's paying 10% of his $12,000 a year income. That is nothing. That is a drop in the ocean compared to what a millionaire who pays 1% of his taxes is paying. And that millionaire is not using half the services that Tyrone is using in the hood. He's not using the public school system. He's not driving on crappy roads. He probably doesn't even fly commercial. That millionaire probably has his own jet. I could go on and on with this comparison. Just know that the Democratic Party is not the party of the working American today as they claimed to be in the 1960s. I have run out of time for this morning's edition of the Truth Hurts program. As always, if you like what you hear, tell a friend. If you don't like what you hear, who cares? Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the United States Constitution while we still have such a document. I apologize if you are offended, but I retract absolutely nothing because I speak the truth, no matter even if that truth hurts. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Truth Hurts program. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you are offended, but I retract nothing. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Copyright 2023, the Truth Hurts program network. All rights reserved.